What you are about to hear is lost audio from the last known recording of Fireside Friends. These audio files were mailed to us from an unknown source. They didn't even leave a return address. None of the hosts from this podcast has been seen or heard from since this recording. This podcast episode is the only evidence we have pertaining to their disappearance. Fireside Friends. This is episode 39. This is our Halloween special. Ooh, spooky. I'm terrified already. Uh, I'm Ryan Brassad, and I'm here with my regular friend, Alan Ibrahim. Hi! I'm alive, and I'm not a zombie at all, whatsoever. Definitely. How's it going? Yeah, well, so... That's the classic thing that zombies say. Like, I'm not a zombie. <laughs> I'm not a zombie. Not a zombie. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Come on. Only 90s kids will get this bad, bad trash joke. <laughs> What's going on? We friend? are joined by two reoccurring friends. Uh, Jennifer Uncle. Hey there. Glad to be back. Uh, and Shannon Strucci. Hello. We are all here to chill out and talk about some horror stuff for our for our Halloween episode. Uh, let's go around and check in on folks. Shannon, do you want to feel old? You were on this podcast a year ago. Oh my god! <laughs> Undertale? No. Uh, Tucker and Dale. Yeah, Tucker and Dale. Oh, and then Atlanta later. But well, no, that was the same episode. The oh, dang! That was the same episode because I got mad at Atlanta and needed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, whole year, awesome. This movie is much scarier than Tucker and Dale. Yeah, very different it films. Is. How you been? What's going on in the world of Shannon? Pretty good. I did some live shows out of Atlanta over Twitch. That I've been editing down. I just put up the Halloween one like this morning, or this the horror one this morning. Those were really fun. Um, I did a couple more conventions. I've been doing Atlanta, like I did an Atlanta horror con called Monsterama again, and it was really fun. And I'm about to go to New York City soon for the second time. I'm excited. Maybe try to film a little bit of stuff, but probably not. I'll probably just mm. have fun and meet people. Uh, I heard you got that H bomber guy money. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's uh, one of the people I'm hoping to hang out with. Uh, he's going to be in New York at the same time I am, and I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, we work, we're working together now. Uh, H-Palm ended up becoming, like, well, my friend and a fan of my work through a misunderstanding, which is really funny. Someone commented on my video, like, oh my god, I found you through H-Palm or that. This is so good. So I reached out to him, and they were like, oops, I meant the you Studio studios. I was wrong. And I was like, oh my god, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> but then he was like, oh, this is cool. And we became, like, really good friends. 
and started working on videos together. And I think the video I did with him has more views than everything I've ever done combined. At the art will soon. <laughs> um, uh, and it got featured on the AV Club. It's called Scanline is the series, and this one's about the aesthetic of VHS and stuff. Yeah, he's awesome, and it's been really fun working with him. We're working on other stuff. It just take, Video essays take so long. Yes. It's so much work. Yeah. And I've been trying to do freelance and everything. But yeah, I've been real busy, um, which is good. Like, good busy. Speaking of scan lines, how, how are you, Jen? <laughs> uh, doing pretty well. Like, uh, I've recorded a few more episodes for our friend request podcast over on Scanline Media. And uh, I, <laughs> I also published a freelance article today on Waypoint about South Park and uh, trans representation. And, uh, the, tr- the true horror. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty frightening. <laughs> I read and... it. It was very good. I oh, really thanks. Enjoyed the piece. Yeah. The comments are bad. I did oh, not don't read, read them. The comments. I did not don't read, read them. them. They're bad. Yeah, I haven't t- taken a look at that. And um, other than that, I'm going to be going to New York next week for Gamer X East. Uh, pretty excited to hang out there, listen to a few panels, and just be around a bunch of other queer gamers. That's always pretty fun. Awesome. Nice. Gamer X, aka the packs that we all wish we could go to. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Someday. Yeah. Maybe maybe next year. Uh is there anything you wanted to get off your chest in terms of South Park? I've been watching you play that game for about a week. <laughs> I I got yeah, I got most of that out of the way on in the article itself, just no going in that aside from all the trans stuff, it's also incredibly racist in many different ways to the point where yep. they come up with slurs for boss names just so that the white actors can say them repeatedly it's <laughs> pretty embarrassing Yay. happy halloween <laughs> <laughs> no people should go read that article it's very good um yeah i'm surprised you finished that game yeah well i was being paid to do it so <laughs> <laughs> fair Fair enough. Alan, what about you? How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm excited. Halloween's my favorite holiday, uh, and I like scary mm-hmm. movies, and I like uh, the whole October vibe. I think we're in a good period of time for aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I have going on, though? I don't know. School's going on. I got one of my teachers just switched recently to another person. They're like, I'm leaving forever. Bye. And that was weird. The new person's really <laughs> nice and like understanding of us, whereas he was like, uh, the material's in the book. Good luck. And then he just wouldn't help. And this person's like, I'm going to help you do well on your final. And I think that's good. I think teachers should help their students. Call me controversial. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I'm, uh, I'm just chilling. Are you just going to not talk about the fact that you spent like 10 minutes before this podcast setting up your Switch? I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I thought we didn't, we didn't want to keep doing that. I got a Switch. Everyone should add me. I don't know my friend code yet. I literally opened it as we started the call. It's just us talking about One Piece and you talking about your Switch. Yeah, everyone should read One Piece and then everyone should friend me on the Switch. Those are two things you should do. If you can afford the the second one. The first one you can do for free. One Piece is, well, you should support manga creators. But anyways, they're good things. (laughs) I got a Switch. I'm going to play Mario Odyssey. I'm excited. Video games are back, baby. They never left. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Ryan? Um... Not a lot. 
I've just been doing my thing, just still, I'm still writing stuff and posting it and having local people read it and share it out, and that's really surreal. Awesome. Still, but yeah, it's a lot of school and writing for my internship and all that stuff, so yeah. Let's get into our film for this episode this episode, we are talking about the 2009 film Wreck, or as some people might want to call it, Record, are the way it's about a camera. Uh, this film is directed by uh, Wame Balaguero and Paco Plaza. Hopefully, I, I'm, I apologize if I got those names wrong. But uh, yeah, uh, this movie is Spanish, which released in Spain. Um, let's see, there's a, there's a reporter, she is filming some sort of report on, uh, a, a crew of firefighters, um, the first, like, 15 minutes or so is, like, them in a fire station, and then they go to, they are called to an apartment where a woman is trapped in a room or something, and they go into the room, and this woman bites the hell out of a policeman and from there antics ensue uh let's go around and get everybody's general impressions i'll start with shannon what did you how did you feel about this film shannon i liked it a lot i have i don't know when i first heard about wreck i know i've known about the ending for like five years i saw the ending a long time ago which is kind of, a, I mean, I don't like spoilers anyway, but I think for this kind of movie, it would have been a lot more fun if I had nowhere, no idea where it was going. Especially once the point, or after the point where they're in the apartment. Uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. I liked that there were a lot of little moments where they developed the characters, especially the main character, the woman. There's a lot of little, like, her feeling bad for other people or trying to help other people. Um, mm-hmm. It felt fairly realistic in that way. And the fact some of the people were hateful and some were a lot nicer. And just sort of the paranoia and xenophobia that set in. Um, mm-hmm. Not that those are necessarily positive things, but I'm, I thought it was explored in an interesting way. Because um, I've been let down by a lot of horror movies in that aspect. But yeah, overall, I thought it was... Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, freaked out, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was scary. I thought it was very well put together. Very well shot for, like, a found footage style. Movie. Yeah. There were some striking yeah. shots. Especially with the one where the older woman is, like, in the background when she's been shot. Like, laying in the light. There was a lot of really cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jen? Yeah, um, I feel pretty similarly about the time that they spend humanizing the characters. Like, the intro is just long enough that you kind of get a chance to let your guard down and see these people act naturally. And when the shit starts hitting the fan... I really love the way that they frame all the shots in a way that's very claustrophobic. Like, it's a lot of it takes place in stairwells and small corridors throughout their apartments. And there's plenty of great moments for someone to be obscuring what's going on behind them just by their shoulder. And it's very good at building tension in a way that didn't feel as cheap as something that just pops out of nowhere out of the blue without anything that was previously obscuring it like uh lots of these movies tend to do and yeah something about the way that 
it felt very believable the way that everything went down. Like, it make I could understand immediately why once the police officer was receiving the orders, they didn't really think much about it, and they just kept going through it and trying to corral everyone. Just, oh, I hear something from... Um, I hear something from the top of the command chain, and okay, sure, I'll just do it. Let's just get everyone into this right. small room out in the open and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cops. Alan, what about you? <laughs> Fucking cops. Uh, it's it's kind of good that this movie is like an hour and change, because I think the the setting is like, it's so claustrophobic that, like I texted Ryan early into my viewing of it, I was like, I'm 15 minutes in and I need to step away. And it wasn't even because it was that scary, but I was just like, I feel like I'm I'm actually suffocating. This is such a tight space that they explore in the span in the first like 20 minutes. You've seen the whole complex basically. Um, yeah. And there's something about that that makes it very uncomfortable. That as soon as the windows come down and the the block off has happened, uh, you're just like, oh, this is. I don't even care that there's something in here killing us. I'm just scared to be locked in a space like this. Uh, without the fact that also there's a thing in here that spreads and wants to kill all of us like yeah it's really effective in that way it doesn't need to have like a big set piece or a ton of cg like it uses its budget incredibly well um from the they get of. a lot of mileage out of that one hallway right 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 right. they go back there like three or four times they do yeah it's um i don't know i just i really like to get i don't watch a lot of found footage movies because i can get uh, motion sick pretty easily um but i felt like this one was really good about keeping the right thing in focus and being well shot um and also remembering that it's a found footage movie because like ryan also compared this to paranormal activity uh in, in that it became a dumb franchise that knew but actually this one knew when to stop uh but like paranormal activity pretty much like did not they did clever things with like oh now the camera's in the baby's crib but I don't know. It always felt like they were being uh, sort of like held back by the format. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. this movie functions entirely on the fact that the person holding the camera can't always keep it focusing on the right thing. Like sometimes you're not seeing the action, you're hearing it. And that's really what makes it terrifying sometimes. This movie felt like it was made for me in terms of just like <clears throat> me being really resentful resentful towards cable news where (laughs) (laughs) every scene is just like why the fuck are you filming this dude stop camera away for like five minutes and then he's like okay okay but then he just comes back keep filming we have to keep filming and for me it's just like yep that's every person i know who does video journalism is trying to get the shot try to be super like exploitative of other people at all times yep and it's gross (laughs) but yeah that's i'm glad that they made the choice to have the cameraman as a character and and acknowledge the camera at all times yeah and it adds the fragility of the situation to having someone that everyone was constantly yelling at and (laughs) occasionally had to set the camera down to help other characters rifle through some things and is just as at risk of getting taken by one of these things as anyone else in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, I don't even know where to start. I 
there's a decent number of characters and they all kind of have their own little their moments um but i mean it just kind of does the thing horror movies do where they make someone kind of likable but then they do something a little bit foolish and then they're just dead uh, <laughs> and and most of the movie is pe- is that happening uh my favorite of course being uh the older guy uh with the really fancy outfit who like not the old old man but the sort of older gentleman who uh lives by himself i think and he is very careful about being filmed in a nice uh position he's very racist oh is that the is that this yeah the super racist one yeah yep. that's the one yeah it's very racist yeah um it was cool that they had asian spanish people in the film i was like whoa that's great they just that's it, it works but then everyone's super racist like it's like i i honestly worried that the actual twist was going to be like it was brought from china <laughs> it was like oh <laughs> yeah Thankfully, I don't, I, they didn't, it was not, but, um, but him, him being like, oh, we can go out through this door. Also, there's a guy behind this door. Let me turn my back to it. And then, oh no. <laughs> I'm, just gonna chill here. I'm just going to chill in front of the guy who was just screaming. I'm bitten. Leave. <laughs> yeah. There's a very like haunted house quality to this, or I guess a lot of found footage stuff, but this, especially since it's like in a it's just in a building. Uh, that part where that dude just jumped down the fucking stairs was good. Oh, <laughs> you right. just like hear a guy young behind you and then just a body on the floor. Like that's chilly. That's creepy. <laughs> that was creepy. I felt bad for the firefighters. They were. They seemed okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, a lot of the characters are very <laughs> sympathetic. And then one just like splats on the ground. I guess the lady threw him. Like. My assumption was he was attacked or thrown, but it's like, did he see something? And I don't think he like did it on purpose. I don't know. He, he slipped like, and fell. <laughs> he got his face bit and then fell over the railing. Do you think that it was Jennifer? The hell out of me. Maybe Jennifer. Yeah. Well, the well the older woman survived the shots fine, so it could have been either of them, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, Jennifer. Oh, I'm sorry. I. Just th- for some reason, I was thinking the Colombian woman was named Jennifer and not the little girl. I get confused. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, what I can't that... quite remember whether she was downstairs with the rest of the group or somewhere miss- missing when that happened. I think she was downstairs. I think that was early on enough to where Jennifer was still with her mom. I like that the mom kept saying it's tonsillitis <laughs> to the effect where it got kind of like darkly funny. <laughs> Annoyed by it. Just- yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely it's like her daughter's getting like bleeding. It's tonsillitis. <laughs> That's what it is. It it helps that the movie is small enough scale that literally everyone and everything that is mentioned as being sick or unwell ends up tying back to the the infection. Uh, yes, I didn't know about the grandfather, the older Chinese man. I don't think did he ever come into it at all? Like he's sick upstairs. I don't remember. I thought the implication was just that he was killed because they didn't bring him. Oh, he's dead up there somewhere. Well, she was like his daughter was trying to go get him. Right. Right. They didn't get him time. I don't know. Or that? Oh, that he was killed by the people who came in. Maybe. I don't know. It was that was sort of vague. Everything else tied together really well, like every other loose end. But I was just sort of like maybe he got cut or something. I don't know. Or it was just more to humanize that family. Yeah. Uh, what is everyone else's favorite though? Because I like that guy, the racist guy, just because it was fun to watch him get destroyed. Um, <laughs> the mom was appropriately obnoxious. I uh, like the main character. I like the bald firefighter. Yeah, Manu. Yeah. 
Manu, yeah, I felt bad for him. <laughs> He's one of those characters in every horror movie where you're like, you seem too good at everything, and you're like nice, and you understand what's going on. You're super dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't get shot by the cop. Oh, yeah. God, that cop sucked. Shit. God, that cop <laughs> I love hating that cop, though. You just have to love hating him. Uh, there's a weird moment where like he shoots the woman and like ju- tries to justify it to himself, which I thought was neat, I guess. Like, uh, considering the world, it was <laughs> nice to see that sort of like hesitation but also that woman was totally going to kill you yeah so. it wasn't really that complicated of a situation and that and and she's like let me see it back let me see what happened and it's like well she was running at him and screaming and they kind of it's not really a, a nuanced you know um he, like she just bit a dude <laughs> like, he ripped his neck out yeah but, I did but like then that he told too. him i i like that but then he like he like turns into a, like a total dick after that and yeah. like pulls a gun on everybody for no reason that was uh, intense i was like ah no yeah fuck that cop i like that the fireman had to console him both times when he shot the lady and when he pulled his gun the fireman was like calming him down and telling him it's okay and all this stuff yeah he's like, i'm really sorry after he pulled the he's like, lo siento mas after he pulled the yeah gun on people yeah here's a here's a question i have for the gang uh what is okay so zombie stories this is a zombie story ultimately uh and Mm -hmm. like survival horror stories are ultimately a lot of times about either like the perils of consumerism or in the case of this film the read that i got of it was that it was kind of about like how we can how easily it is for us to other people even in like a group of small people um yeah because i've been watching this really kind of dumb cable show lately called last man on earth uh and it's it's about like will forte and a bunch of people uh being the like the last like eight people existing on the planet after a virus uh kills everyone and uh the only reason i bring it up is the connection is that like when there's only eight of us what happens when somebody's an asshole like we can we can tell them to go away but like that's the world that's an eighth of the world and when we're in this apartment and, like, all of these people are just, like, regular people who want to get by, why do we, as soon as someone gets bit, we're like, well, they're dead. Like, how, how quickly each different character decides, like, are they worth trying to, to help? Or, like, no, we're just going to let them, like, they, they very quickly over time turn to, like, the second someone is in a fight, it's time to shoot them in the head because <laughs> we need people to stop dying. I guess they're just very scared. And the, and the main character the enti- entire time, she's very much trying to help people and save people. Like, the woman got bit in the face by her daughter, but the main character was still trying to unhandcuff her and stuff. I think she was the only one who was really still... I don't know if the movie considers her naive or not for that, but I feel like... Mm. Um, at least up until a point. I think there's a point, too, where I would get... Where you want to save people or you want to help people, but you get... I, I understand that people get really scared um, in that specific situation. Right, because it's easier to handcuff the mom to the door, to the to the stairs, I mean. Uh, even though she hasn't turned yet, you're like, well, she's gonna, so, like, let's not wait and risk it. Yeah. And, like, that becomes the question of, like, wait, what if it doesn't happen this time? Uh, kind of, like, condensing the themes of a lot of popular American zombie stories into, into this tight film. Uh, like, each character ends up being this different meditation on, like, how do we decide when you're not, your life is no longer worth protecting, basically. Yeah. I really liked that. I think... All of my favorite horror movies are the ones that 
force us to challenge like the deep seated uh, prejudices and biases that we have in our heads that we don't talk about. But when challenged on, we tend to take a side. Well, it's like if I, I play a lot of board games with my friends and it's in a completely safe environment, but something like resistance or like playing werewolf, it's frightening to watch how quickly people turn or, or they try to find like the smallest thing. They'll use it as evidence or evidence against someone else or they'll all, all you know, pounce on someone to save themselves. And that's in a completely safe, fun environment. So separated from all this, but even just experiencing that sometimes it's like, wow, this is really scary. <laughs> Our capacity to turn on each other for survival, um, u- using whatever, you know, a disease or, or xenophobia or whatever as an excuse. You definitely right. see the main character, Angela, wrestle with that, too, because she's primarily there to do a trashy night while you're asleep show where she is there ostensibly to ask very simple questions, but she's always going in for the juicier tidbits and pushing her luck there. And there's this sense that her doing that sometimes treats other people like they're disposable objects. So there's this conflict of, am I going to be real? And am I filming this because this does need to be documented because it's a crisis or am I just doing this because it's it will make it. me famous? Yeah. 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 The, the journalism aspect is really interesting. And, and again, that's the thing we've seen a lot of like horror stories is, is journalists and how they have to compromise again, like morals and stuff to uh, in, in a situation like she still helps. I don't think she's inherently an unlikable character. I think we would all agree on that. Uh, when the first guy gets bitten, the apartment supervisor, I guess, um, she's like carrying him and like helping cover up the bleeding. Like she's not just there to like be better than anybody else or like claim some sort of superiority. Um, she's more interested in like the people needing to see this, uh, cause this is important. Yeah, this is going to blow up in a big way. It turns into like a, it, it goes from like a, oh, this is a dumb thing that we have to do for our jobs, this is dumb fire department thing, to like, we need to film this because our, the government is literally sealing us off from the rest of the world, and we don't know why, and it's super fucked up. Especially when they, they stop, their cell phones stop working, and all that, yeah. and they realize that they're really screwed. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like the the first shot where they like run up to the door and you're like everything's fine and then it gets plastic wrapped up, like very scary. And again, it's just like an effect. It's just a visual effect of like a horror, like you said, a haunted house thing where they just put some plastic wrap behind a door. But to me, that just like it like terrified me. I was like, oh my god, like they can't get out. If they go there, they're gonna get shot. There's they don't have to show any exterior uh, world for me to know like oh my god, something outside is happening. And they're locking us in, and there's probably a thousand cops outside. Like, we get a brief shot as they're sealing them in of, like, there's even, like, bystanders looking on. It's like, this is clearly a news item. Like, this is not, like, a government card. Like, people know that this is happening. They just, they're just locked in, and they can't do anything about it. Yeah, Yeah, that's scary that the outside world probably knows more than they do. Right. About their own situation. That would be very frightening. Because then you know you're totally, like I said, screwed. Right. Uh, and, And then, like watching people try to maintain the peace and how quickly that can dissolve uh, is just like how many times the shitty cop says like, everyone calm down, please calm down, please chill, just chill, <laughs> stay, stay in one place and we won't die, please. And no one does it. Cause you can't like, I don't, 
everyone loves talking about like if I was in this horror movie, I would do X Y Z. I don't know what I would do here. I would just break down and be depressed. <laughs> like, I would be real scared. Yeah. Um, I'd just be like, "Yep, government's fucking us again." Well, I knew it. <laughs> You'd be. What else is new? Tweeting a storm, and then you can't tweet, and you're like, "Well, fuck. <laughs> Guess I'll die." Well, fuck. I, can't I do know. Tweet I would definitely this. tweet. Well, That's something I do know for sure about myself. In any disaster situation, I would be tweeting. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a disease that I have. Um. It's a film that benefits from the time that it takes place in, too. Because, I mean, it, it's, it came out in, like, 2007, uh, mm-hmm. which is, like, right before big smartphone of a revolution and, uh, like, portable handheld technology. Uh, and I think, I mean, we got to talk about this. Like, this movie did pretty well, uh, well enough to get three sequels? Pretty well is the understatement of the year, because this shit made a ton of money. It did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, there's a reason why there's four films. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Compared. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at numbers right now. Yeah. Compared and to then... the production, like, cost, like, budget, 1.5 million, gross, 32 million. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Four films yeah. and a remake. Four films and right. a remake. <laughs> so none of us have seen Quarantine, by the way? I've seen Quarantine. Quarantine. What are your thoughts on Quarantine? It's really weird. Like, it's almost a shot-for-shot remake of this one, which... Really? Yeah, which begs the question why they made it at all. I mean, there are probably very specific reasons why they made it, because studios studios don't seem to enjoy treating foreign films the same way they treat American-made films or films from Europe. But uh, essentially, the main differences that I could remember are... One, the doctor that comes in around the halfway mark also gets their own body cam and you see them entering. So you kind of get that a bit of that mystery torn away where you get to see a bit of the outside that it's the outside. I You get to see a bit of the outside after it was plastered over. So you see them walking through a little what? tunnel. Hold on. But it's still a found footage film, right? Yeah, they, they still treat it like a found footage film. But, so someone like opened the two audio files together in audition or something and just <laughs> put them together, something like that. And then the uh, other big change is the camera person actually has a kill under their their belt. Like, ooh, at some point one of the zombies is rushing them, and the camera just smacks against the zombie's head again and again until it gets crushed, and you oh, see that from the cool. lens perspective. Jeez. Yeah, so it's just the camera constantly going in and out as it bashes the head. I don't think that would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, use a lot of I crunched yeah, the numbers and this does not add up. That's not very plausible. That's also, there's a um, short film on YouTube that I'm pretty sure would be older than this movie called No Through Road. I always liked a lot. Like a bunch of, I think a bunch of British teenagers made it. It's like a found footage short horror film that's really good. And there's a kill in that with a camera. Not that that's the most original idea ever, but I'd be mad if I made that little short film on YouTube and then saw Quarantine yeah. steal my idea. <laughs> and they used the worst <laughs> digital blood effects for that scene, too. Like they, Oh, no. Yeah, they, they couldn't have gone with anything, like, physical or real. They just, they just painted a bunch on while the scene was going. And that's other... a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, same. 
other than that, it was a okay remake, I guess. Uh, my main gripe was the way that they advertised it. They continuously showed the very final scene, even in the ads and the poster, which seems pretty silly, but I'm not a marketer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I just I think it's amazing that this movie not only got remade, and I remember lightly following cinema in two thousand eight when I was like three years old or whatever, uh, <laughs> and uh, and being and people being like this didn't need to get made again. This was a year ago. Like what? Uh, the answer we asked them, and proud abnormal mapping. Like why they remake this? And they were like money. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the reason. Just straight up, yeah. Yeah. Um, money. But they also dubbed wreck. And it's the worst stuff I've ever heard. Oh my god, that is the true horror. Is that you go on Amazon and you rent it and it's a dub. <laughs> Pro tip for anyone who wants to join in and watch movies with us or Fireside Friends. If we're watching a foreign film, do not rent it from Amazon. Because they dub almost <laughs> everything. Especially anime, obviously. Uh, there's some stuff that I don't dub. But everything we've watched so far I've, it's had, that was foreign that I got on Amazon was dubbed. Yeah, the way that they label that is, is that... incredibly confusing. The labeling is bad. It's buried yeah. somewhere, yeah. isn't it? It's the way that they phrase it is they'll have two versions of the movie. One of them will be just the movie and just the movie's title, I mean, and yeah. it, it'll mention subtitles near the bottom. But then the second option is something like original Japanese version and that one doesn't Damn. actually list subtitles, but it is the sub with subtitles built in. Fuck. We, when we were watching, we were watching Ghost in the Shell 2, we had to open a different app to make sure we were renting the right one. Yep, I rented Ghost in the Shell 2 on uh, on Amazon and I got the wrong one. I was pretty pissed. Nice. Yeah. Great. That dub's fine, but don't watch it dubbed. It's a movie about Japanese people. What are you doing? We um we were showing uh, I worked on the programming board for a college movie theater and we were trying to show Old Boy and we could only get the dub and we were like no no <laughs> no Ugh. I hadn't even seen Old Boy at that point I think I've seen it now I liked it a lot but I was like why would we why no if we're gonna show like a Korean movie like why would we if anyone's coming to see Old Boy they're gonna want to see it with subtitles yeah that movie seems super up your alley did you like Old Boy. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I don't mean anything obviously negative by that. It just seems creepy in the way that you like creepy stuff. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Has everyone here seen Old Boy? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the remake. I'm sure it's terrible. Oh, uh, God. I forgot there was a remake. It's real bad. Christ. Josh Brolin. No, thank God. you. No, thank you. Uh, Spike Lee. Listen, we should finish talking about this movie, though. Yes. Sorry. Wreck. We should we should talk about wreck. Uh, just as much as you want to talk about the ending, we'll talk about the goofy penthouse, fucking video game ass ending. Newspapers. Fucking they have, they ass find movie. a they find a big ass tape recorder from like Resident Evil or some shit. Oh, that part was stupid. That part sucked. <laughs> uh, the rest of it was spooky. You can literally cut that out yeah it would be so much scarier well they find it and then she's like what is she saying and he's like he's making perfect sense if you listen to it like he's speaking clearly and he's saying exactly what he means he's like this is the virus i made it i tested it on this person it didn't work i did this and she's like what's going on what does it mean it's (laughs) it might be contagious and she's like what is he talking about and you're like dog you just lived through this whole movie listen to the words you see you see 
Yeah, and then they get chased by... Well, after the little attic jump scare where they lift the camera up and the camera gets absolutely destroyed by a zombie child. (laughs) They then get chased around. Why would you do that? Why (laughs) would you do that? Like, oh, I'm just going to poke my camera up here. See what happens. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. I that was that was an okay jump scare, but I was like, that's kind of cheap. Fuck off! Like, there's a couple <laughs> cheap jump scares in this movie. Um, yeah. I liked the person falling from the roof. That actually like made me jump. Yep. No, I like yeah. that too. But uh, but there's, the, kid, there's a, the, the kid in the attic was the dumb. one shot. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say the uh, that shot before they go up there, uh, where they're looking for uh, what's the fire? I forgot his name. The fireman guy. Manu. Yeah, when they're looking for him, and they just like look down the stairway, and it's just everybody yes! turned into a zombie looking yeah. up at him. God, that was so creepy. Like, um, fuck all of our friends, all, all of them. It's like, well, we gotta go now. Dang. Yeah. Um, probably my my favorite sequence though is uh, the the night night vision. It's incredible. It's so good. They got chased in night vision. That was so spooky. Just like we're, was t- we're like scary. six inches away from the this like b- I I don't know. I I'm a little tired of the trope of like the boob zombie. Um, yeah. it, like it's basically the left. It's basically looks like a Left for Dead boss. Yeah, it's a Left for Dead witch. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. It was scariest when you first see it in the silhouette in the hallway in the night vision. You first see like a skinny weird. Yeah, thing. it was still. I did think it was scary, I, although it was odd that it was pretty obviously CGI. Yes, versus the rest, it looked good. Yep. I wish they had just gotten yeah. a thinner actor and put makeup on. I don't know. It still creeped me out though. It didn't necessarily take me out of the movie. And I like that they used the night vision, which I'm sure made it grainier and more distorted to their advantage, rather than it just being a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Right, and then just the like they're so close and we're barely breathing, and uh, it makes you, the viewer, not breathe much. Or I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Like, I know what's going to happen, but... And then they fucking trip on something because it's this movie. <laughs> and then she... And also, they can't see. True. You can't. Also, pa- Pablo's the only person who can see. And, like, the <laughs> monster is, like, looking at the fucking sink or whatever. And he's like, yeah, now is the perfect time to get up and go. Like, my guy, what? And the, I love that the monster's just hitting stuff with a hammer. That was so... That was legitimately really scary. <laughs> just building things. That she had enough... Things cognition to still be able to use a hammer but was just like hitting random stuff it was scary like i don't think we'd really seen the zombies use tools we'd seen them lift up the door but that was really spooky by the way the textile shop and then they're like we're gonna leave these two zombies behind the door it's fine (laughs) wait fuck zombies can lift doors oh no yeah anytime the zombies like take over the autonomy of a scene is what that was all my favorite shit like when pablo is like sneaking a camera in through a window and all Ooh, of the cops, the, the cop and the quarantine guy, are like, "This seems oh, yeah. fine. We're gonna handcuff everyone, and it's not gonna. Oh no!" <laughs> uh, <laughs> and everything just goes bad. That's fun to watch. Um, I wish the Jennifer reveal had been done a little differently. When Jennifer turns, the little girl turns into a zombie. I feel like that could have had more of an emotional impact. Or it's just sort of like they're talking about her, and then she just bites her mom and runs away. <laughs> um, yeah, she's just. I didn't really, you know. I liked her. She was a cute, you know, they developed her fairly well, but then she's like bites her and runs up the stairs. <laughs> Peace. I'm out of here. <laughs> Seeing nerds. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really well-timed. It's always like, I wonder, well, like, it looks like some people turn based on blood type. Like me. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, ta- it's not tonsillitis. It's zombiness. Blah. Like they just, they, they time them all <laughs> around when they talked about the person. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Like they mentioned the dog and then like one scene later, they're like, so a dog started the problem. <laughs> Was the dog's name Max? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, no. We're all dead. I, yeah. My, um, I don't know. I like that she bit her face. That was good. <laughs> I think it was just the way it was shot and timed and stuff. Because she looks mm. completely normal. And then her mom's got blood all over her face. And she's like, ah. Mm-hmm. And Though we do get the dude like trying to inject her with the fucking syringe. And you're just like, this is not going to end well. Yeah, like what did he think? He, I mean, I know... This probably sounds awful, but it's like, if I saw that little creepy little girl and I had a gun, I don't really know what I would do. And I knew that she was gonna, I mean, you know, in that, in that situation, you know that she's gone, you know, you know what I mean? And that she's going to spread a disease and kill all For of them. For sure. Including, there was the, I think the Asian people have a little boy too, right? Like there's other children there. Yep. There's a lot of people there that need to survive. And she's, she's just staring at him with that spooky little face. And it's like, man, this is, like you said, this is not going to end well. <laughs> Yeah, it's just tonsillitis, y'all. It's just... <laughs> it's just tonsillitis. Tonsillitis does suck, but not that much. She takes you gets some amoxicillin. <laughs> I was she really says, sick I'm last trying to get year. antibiotics. My husband is out getting me some stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It hits a lot of the tropes that I expected out of his other zombie movies, and it mm-hmm. set a lot of uh, groundwork for found footage films. Both of those things I think have become worn out a lot in the last decade since this movie came out. However, I don't know. It's neat. It's neat seeing this original thing going, wow, it still works when done correctly. Like, it still it still gets me a little bit. Yeah, well, they obviously cared about what they were putting together. Like, like we talked about, it was shot well, and they put effort into developing characters. And it yeah. was shot that it made sense as a found footage film. Um, mm. The motivations for it. I get really frustrated, too, when I'm watching a found footage film and it looks way too clean or it's way too contrived. Like, why is there a camera there? Um, right. Whereas I didn't feel like that during this. I guess because they yeah. called well, like attention it, to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we mentioned before, I probably, like, they make you buy into it by, like, having that, like, fire station scene be, like, really nice. I, like, I, I could have just watched that yeah. for a little bit. Like yeah. it was a kind of it was kind of fun to watch. It had a good it had a good arc to it when she was like, "Oh my god, there's women in the fire station. Let's be friends." And then they're like, I and they ran away. I don't want to be on camera. Go <laughs> yeah. leave me alone. Like it's funny. There's characters. Yeah. There's development. Um, it's 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 interesting. And they're all talking about like, oh, "How are we gonna go down the pole with the camera?" Blah blah blah. And right up until the moment when they're in the apartment, and you get this scene that I feel like I've seen in real life before. Where, like, all the police are there, and the, the firemen are there, and they're like, what's the issue? And all the people that are living in the apartment are like, oh, don't worry, false alarm. There was an old lady. She screamed. None of us really know her. It's probably nothing. <laughs> Sorry to bring all of you guys here. Uh, and then it just plummets immediately. Um, is Yeah, I, I think that, that, it, it, that all of that stuff at the beginning, all of that preamble makes the scary stuff work a lot better. Absolutely. Because you're like, oh, just you 10 care minutes about... ago, you were, <laughs> 10 minutes ago, you were, like, hanging out at a police station, like, complaining that everything was boring, and now you have to, you've, like, ripped your shirt, and you're trying to live. I liked Angela and Pablo a lot. I felt really bad. Although, and Pablo wasn't super developed, but, I mean, they had enough character to them that I wanted them to survive. Although, again, I knew the ending, so it was like, mm, I don't think anyone's making it out. <laughs> well, there are four movies 
and Angela survives this one. So, oh. yeah, I didn't know it was and her. In, uh, I don't know. I know if... she's in. I know she's in four at least because there's that ridiculous poster that I sent everyone. Oh yeah, the Bienvenido a Bordo or whatever it says. Yep, what it yep. Be. Welcome um, aboard. There's just, there's just a fucking boat behind her. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> so so um. She's not in two or three. She okay. skipped a bunch of movies and they got the same actress back for four, which is kind of exciting. Um, huh. They're all, they're like barely related. They're basically only related by the fact that it's wreck. It's a found footage movie that was made by the same uh, creators. Jen, have you seen the other ones? I have not seen the others. The only other one that I saw okay. was quarantine. Uh, okay. Wreck two apartment building. Wreck 3, a couple's wedding day turns horrific as some of the guests start showing signs of a strange illness. And then Wreck 4, yo, we're on a boat. <laughs> yeah, supposedly 3 is the prequel to all of them because it ties into some of the wedding photos you see at the end of um, Wreck 1. Oh, interesting. That is some paranormal activity shit. Extreme. That is. <laughs> I, it, it almost... I, I like really long unnecessarily long absurd horror franchises like i love final destination a lot earnestly dog there's another saw movie i know like yep. a new oh, one awful. i was just talking about this with someone so last night. and topin bell still in it somehow even after his character died in saw 3 and they did that super graphic autopsy of him in saw 5 where they found another tape hidden in his stomach or something <laughs> He just has these God. years and years, maybe decades of tapes of him having already chosen his victims way in advance and oh, talks like very specifically to them. He's 79. He's 70 something years old. Yeah. He's still just in horror movies. I love the first Saw. I think the first Saw is fucking amazing. Oh, I saw it in theaters. That's the only one I've seen. I saw it. I mean, it was like a re-release, but. Yeah, it's really smart and, and interesting. Uh, it's and it like and uses violence well and again like this movie uses its budget well. Um, I didn't watch any of the other ones. I, I I like read the plot summary of all of them, uh, which is kind of fun to do because it's just like yeah. and then they get their <laughs> leg cut off and then they have to eat neat nails. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, after the first one's twist ending, they decided that okay, from now on, every single twists. one needs to have a twist ending, and all of them go exactly the same. Where it plays the same music at the very end. It yep. shows a montage of what was really happening. The villain says game over as the last person dies and it rolls to yeah. credits. Oh, See any year. Yeah, like that that was like every year from like middle school to like middle of high school for me. It was just like there's another fucking Saw movie. They even had that marketing quote, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Um, and I never cared, like, Ugh. I never cared about Paranormal Activity. I know the first one is actually pretty oh, well liked. So, uh, I've seen, like, four of them. Oh, wow. We do, like, I would go to sneak previews of them. We do, like, free, like, before they the official release. And those are fun. I mean, being in a, in a crowded theater full of people screaming at the screen. Oh, yeah. Is really fun. Mm -hmm. but That's I the way to do it. I think in the first one I... or the second one, there's a scene. It's, like, a shot where a Ouija board just catches on fire and it's <laughs> supposed to be scary. And I thought it was really funny. It's, <laughs> <laughs> like, in the middle of the shot and no one's in the room. Suddenly it's on fire, and I just I didn't want to like upset people in the theater who were into it, so I didn't laugh that much. But I thought it was really funny. Like that's supposed to be super scary. It's just on fire. 
<laughs> yeah. I think the last terrible horror movie I saw in theaters was Unfriended. And, uh... Oh, God. <laughs> yep. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We saw that together, and I, I liked it. I didn't think it was terrible. There's... Okay. Unfriended is a movie. Uh... Oh, I want to watch God. Unfriended. Is it good? I liked it. It's so... There's, like, this goth girl, right? And she has no friends on Facebook. Same. Same. And <laughs> she, like, talks to this girl... Uh, who's like the main character and she's like be my friend and then they're friends but then like the goth girl's like super invasive and like crosses like every single acceptable like social boundary in the world um and so the main character unfriends her and then she just kills everybody <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of, uh, you don't yeah. make it sound fun because i'm gonna want to see it and i'm gonna have to watch unfriended <laughs> the cop the cops were the best part because they were always they made a bunch of assumptions that were totally like that it could never happen and then one and then towards the end one of them is just hanging out behind a someone who's in a coma at the moment the person in the coma ends up taking the gun and shooting themselves and <laughs> the other cop runs in and he's like I left you alone for two minutes and somehow this person in a coma just takes your gun? What? <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, the the moment in the trailer that I knew I wanted to see the movie was like, the, the goth girl walks up to the main character and she's just like, I thought we were friends! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remembered another franchise uh, that I like a lot. People should watch VHS. Yes. Yeah! The first should, one. Everyone has at least one good short in it or one worthwhile short some of them suck some of them are complete garbage yes some of them are just comically bad most of the first vhs though is like a solid super fun uh movie the second one i had parts that i like completely ignored because they were so stupid but some of them were great and i never saw viral but i heard mixed things i think i saw it they all blend together in my head I i like watching horror anthology films i just like the part in the first one where it's like She's a villain. No, actually, she's gay for your girlfriend. Anyways, she's going to steal your girlfriend now. <laughs> Bye, fucker. <laughs> That's the Ty West one, I think. Yes, I think you're right. He yeah. did um, House, the, House of the Devil? House of the... Yeah, House of the Devil, which is pretty good. I keep meaning I really... I saw, someone messaged me out of the blue. Well, a friend of mine messaged me and was like, I haven't seen Hannibal, but I know you like Hannibal, and you should see the new Chucky movie. <laughs> and so I watched the new Chucky movie with my cousin, and... So Don Mancini, who did Chucky, actually worked on Hannibal, and the guy who shot the last episode of Hannibal shot Cult of Chucky, and it looks just like Hannibal, and there are over-references huh. to Hannibal, oh, and it's weird. What? Um, wow. It's, 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 huh. it's wild. It's hysterical. Weird. There's one extremely, extremely blatant reference that I want. It's, and it's not like it's an amazing movie. It's not great. But it was so incredibly surreal, because it's got the same color palette. <laughs> There's a scene where, like, flashing lights are used uh, coupled with hypnosis, which is a big part of season two of Hannibal. And the (laughs) character is very similar to Chilton. And I was just like, what? And like I said, there's one part that's an extremely, extremely, like, or do y'all care if I spoil it? This this scene in Cult of Chucky. Yeah, go ahead. You what? Um, There's literally a scene. There's, like, three Chucky dolls. 
And one of them is like, I feel like Hannibal Lecter. I can't believe they canceled that show. And we were what? like, what? <laughs> There's like so many what? That's a lot. That's a lot. What? Oh it was my so dumb. But it was also, I think it was Mancini's way of saying, yes, I'm ripping off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's like, yes, this is my. And he talks about being influenced by Brian Fuller. And when he, he said he wrote some of Mason Verger's scenes. And he was like, I enjoyed them because it was like writing for Chucky. And I was like, I don't, this is like I dreamed this. I would actually highly recommend you can like fast forward through it. There's some really beautiful. There's like one kill where a woman is strapped to a like a bed. It's in a mental hospital, so well, that's whatever. But then the uh, Chucky makes the glass ceiling above her like explode, or and it all falls down, and she gets killed by the falling glass. But for a second, it's very beautiful, and I was just like, this is so, this yeah. is so stupid. But it's like See, that's I'm why you can't shatter the glass ceiling, women. It like oh. it decapitates her. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it's um, and I there was one review. It was like, what if Hannibal was a dumb slasher movie, and that's it. So that's the weirdest <laughs> horror sequel I've seen in a bit. And it seems like I said, it seems like something I would have dreamed and woken up, and I was like, that would never happen, but it did happen, and it's on Netflix. Um, <laughs> Great. I'm probably adding that I to my list. Watch after this. that. I'm, yeah, I'm probably gonna watch that. It's absolutely, and it's one of those things too. You can watch it. Pro- we watched it sober, but it might be fun after a couple. There's there are a lot of horror movies I would not want to watch after a couple of drinks or yep. whatever. Yep, yep, yep. But that won't be fun because mm-hmm. we when they just straight up said uh, like Chucky's mad that they canceled the show. It's like that doesn't make any sense. That's like <laughs> so f- what what just like yelling. Um, <laughs> Do you think do you think Chucky just watched that while it was airing? It was like, oh, every evening I'm going to sit down and watch Hannibal every week. Well, like, one of the characters has... Because I've only seen the first Child's Play, so I've missed five of them. I don't know what half of what's going on in this movie is. But one guy has, like, a Chucky head that he keeps in a closet and he takes it out to, like, ma- torture it and make fun of it. So maybe he watched Hannibal with a <laughs> Chucky head. That's the only thing that would make sense. God. I don't know. Um... God, yeah. Don Mancini has been making those movies since 1988. Yeah, almost 30 years. Holy and he, yeah, he directed, he wrote all of them, I think. At least, yeah. He wrote and directed this one. Yeah, Tom Holland like I said, directed a lot of them. Um, I forget the name of the cinematographer, but yeah, he, the same guy filmed Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky and The Wrath of the Lamb or whatever the name last name of the last um, Hannibal episode is. I was like, what? Ah, that's weird. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's just like this fun and it, but it was really neat too because I, I wrote a review of it that I'm probably going to record tonight just talking about like he very clearly loves Hannibal and he used one of the biggest horror franchises or the most enduring horror franchises to sort of do this weird love letter to it even though it's like a cancelled cult TV show it's weird it's just it's cute I mean it's a terrible movie it's stupid but it's fun to watch <laughs> <laughs> it's much yeah. much stupider than Wreck Wreck is a much more intelligently crafted movie mm-hmm yeah, somebody put a lot of work into this movie, and it, and it shows, you know, for its, yeah. for its limited budget and for its, like, minor faults, it does what it's trying to do really well, and it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun Halloween movie. Like, it's not too, it's not depressing, uh, it's occasionally dumb with the recorder stuff and everything that happens in the attic, uh, some of the deaths are just, like, ridiculous, but, like, I don't know, it's entertaining. That's what I want the most out of my own that song at the end is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that was goofy. The goofy yeah, song that gave me VHS flashbacks. Actually, since they have that amazing, <laughs> they come to get a song at the end of VHS one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got VHS one. Um, Black Mirror wishes it was as good as these movies. <laughs> <laughs> at least Black Mirror doesn't have like a the double the analog tape 
thing where you the Evil Dead tape where you play it and Mr. Exposition says where the virus came from. That was the only part <laughs> of Rick that I thought was really stupid. That Doctor Exposition, I should call him. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Because it was so atmosphere. I mean, it was dumb, but it was like cre- you could almost like smell the room they were in. It was so disgusting with all the creepy newspapers with stuff drawn yeah. on them in a way that was very well put, mm-hmm. very good like set production design. And that's like, oh, I found a tape recorder in case we couldn't figure it out from all the newspapers. <laughs> right, the newspapers and like the pictures of like all the brains like being mutated and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me turn on this audio log and look around the room for a bit until it stops playing. <laughs> yeah. What did what does this mean? What does this mean? I don't know. Yeah, what I guess this she means. didn't get what does it. This mean? From the newspapers are from the recording. <laughs> it's like, who's this? When the lady kills them or whatever. I guess doesn't kill her. When the spooky lady with her scary hammer just hitting stuff. That really disturbed me for That is such reason. a good point, though, about the whole, like, it's weird that they have the autonomy to hit the hammer against things, but they don't know what to do with it. Like, Yeah. yeah that's a good point. Just this impulse to be violent. Um, then I guess they don't die. It's like in the Walking Dead game, there's a scene season one where they go into an attic and they find like a zombie that hasn't eaten i won't get into it too yeah. much. yeah uh i don't it's a very very sad scene and i won't is. get into why but i guess it was similar in this because i feel we've, like we've all played the walking dead they find a, a sad ass little uh, zombie boy which yeah that the zombie boy in this reminded me of the walking dead game little zombie boy you find in the attic um which might be a reference to rick then but i guess they keep living because I, I don't think she'd eaten you know, but they're not even explicitly zombies. They don't eat flesh. They just infect each other. You know, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they had it classed as some sort of high-level rabies. Yeah. Just like the violent impulses. Um, which I guess you take your shirt off and you keep on a big pair of like, dirty underwear. And you get really skinny and you uh, hit stuff in the dark <laughs> with a hammer. That's what happens to you. Sounds like a Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) So so dumb. Can we take this this apartment hell house home? Okay. That was wreck. A lot of you would you should, you could say that a lot of characters got wrecked in this oh, movie. Yeah. Oh. Every every episode, either you or Jen just took takes it to the toilet at the end. I love it. <laughs> you doing it? And it's funny because I literally said a dissimilar joke before yes. we recorded. So <laughs> I'm proud of you. Honestly, you kept with the bit long enough to keep it on the podcast, and now we can share with the world that we're that get wrecked this Halloween. <laughs> why isn't that the cat? Why isn't that the tagline? Just like wreck four. Be a- this <laughs> Halloween, get wrecked. <laughs> and as Ryan told me, it's on Shutter. If you want to see, you could get a free trial for Shutter, right? Yeah. The horror streaming service, yeah. which I think is like four or five dollars yeah. a month. So I might actually start paying for it um, if it has some good stuff. Yeah, and then also the Netflix has horror the... selection is bad. Yeah, and it also has wreck two and three. So if you're interested in checking out the other ones, they're there as well. Awesome. The first few Wreck movies not on Netflix. Wreck Four is on Netflix. Fuck yeah, that's the only one I need. <laughs> Boat Wreck. Yeah. Shipwrecked. Oh, oh my god. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I can't believe I said Boat Wrecked first. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett's Wreck. <laughs> uh. 
Okay, it's on my mind. I'm just gonna say it. Is Mulholland Drive a horror movie? Um, well, good question. We t- I talked about that with Graham on my live show thing. Uh, I don't know. It's David Lynch is doing whatever he's doing. Parts of it, because the <laughs> diner pretty- scene is like the scariest thing I've ever seen in a film, but I wouldn't say the rest of the film is this mm-hmm. Oh, the, the um, behind the diner, the when you see Bay posting mm-hmm. cute selfies on Twitter, this is the reaction you have. That whole scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was that one bit near the end where the guy in the cowboy hat showed up again and I completely lost my shit. That freaked me out. <laughs> It's freaky. It's a certain. It does. It does evoke a certain distressing feeling. I would dread is not a genre as much as horror is. So it's hard to. Yeah. <laughs> it did make me feel very That's deeply, true. like a lot of dread. I think uh, Fire Walk yeah. with Me is a little more towards horror. And, yeah, yeah. And Blue Velvet's yeah. more yeah, of a I, drama. But yeah, I don't know. I'll that one scene. I lost. I watched Lost Highway. Here's the thing that I keep learning as I get older. Uh, you don't have to watch horror movies in October. You can watch them whenever you want. <laughs> So I might just yeah. watch Lost Highway soon. Maybe not this month, but soon. A part of me was like, I should watch Fire Walk with me again, no. but I don't have the emotional energy to watch Fire Walk with exactly. me again. That's a lot. The uh, the David Bowie security camera thing freaked me out. Just that sort of dream oh, logic, boy. weird, my brain can't process They make it this. ten times weirder in the missing pieces. When I'm gonna talk about Judy. <laughs> I'm gonna turn it into a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shannon hasn't okay, seen Twin Peaks. You gotta chill. I haven't seen it. Tw- yeah, we are forbidden from talking about the return because Shannon hasn't seen it. I've seen two episodes. I'm too busy uh, doing cons and traveling and editing a million videos. Um, get get Showtime mobile app and watch. You're it so there. blessed to not know. to get to watch all of it. I mean, it was great to watch it week to week with everyone, but like. To get to enjoy it as one full thing is going to be a whole new experience. I've seen the first two. Yeah. But then it was like, I don't want to just sporadically watch it. I would like to try just to watch it, yeah. some of it. You'll love it. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I will say that the finale filled me with sort of the same dread that I got out of and Drive. So look forward to that. <laughs> I will. Yeah. It's exciting. Like all, I look forward to understanding all those Twitter jokes for months that went over my head. <laughs> but is it Doogie or Dougie when he's in the green thing? It's I don't doogie. know what any of that it's Doogie. Doogie. It's... I don't know what any of that means. And it was like every single day I log on and there's more Doogie and it's, he's in a casino and I don't know what's happening. I'm like, okay. And there's one where he's like on fire and I message the person, is this a spoiler? Please stop spoiling. But... His name's Dougie. Uh, there was a moment well, there where, where it was Dougie, though. <laughs> you'll, I love Green Day. Oh, well, I'll find out. You'll find out. It's that Dougie is a big part of the show, but you'll you'll find out. You're almost you're almost there. Episode <laughs> three gets there. I'll get there. I should uh, watch it. Maybe if I have time Monday. I'm busy. I got like a party in D and D this weekend. Maybe before, pre Halloween because I'll be on a plane on Halloween. Um, pre Halloween, I'm gonna watch some Twin Peaks. Maybe anyway. Please I'm do. Gonna a, I'm gonna be a banana for Halloween. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that. That's the costume I got. I got a big old. Is everyone costume. dressing up? What are we all? Hold on. Pause. Episode three of Twin Peaks is one of my favorite episodes of that show. Alan, why are you dressing up as a banana? Because <laughs> why not? Okay, real reason. Uh, went to the costume store, saw all the categories. It was like, girls costume, 8 to 12. Girls costume, 20 to infinity. 
and men's costumes. And I was like, what about, what if I hate gender? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. So you found a sexy banana costume. And they said, you could be a hot dog or a banana. I was like, well, one of these is really bright and obnoxious and the other one's delicious. I'll just be the obnoxious one. Uh-huh. You should have been the hot dog so you could pretend to be like that Instagram. The Snapchat thing? Yeah, Snapchat. Oh, yeah. <sighs> That's That's so someone edited, Chris, uh, I can't remember his name, is his last name. I'm friends with him on Twitter. Let me look it up. But Chris he person? did like an edit. What? Chris Person? Yes, I can remember if it was Person or Persons. He did an edit of like the creepy guy coming out from behind the wall in Mahal and driving the diner scene, but he put in the Snapchat <laughs> hot dog and it was really funny. God. <laughs> it was really good. Um, I'm going to be the beast from Over the Garden Wall. We're doing an Over the Garden Wall group. I saw. Um, yeah. I'm really excited. It's right. a really good show. Good mini series. Um, the other reason I want to be a banana is it's a reference to the first episode of Hey Arnold, one of my favorite cartoons. Oh. Uh, they spend the pilot episode uh, on a bunch. Like, they're just him and his friend are in, like, fruit costumes on public transportation trying to figure out how to navigate a city at midnight. <laughs> it's, like, really weird. Anyways. I- I vaguely remember that. I have images in my head of them in Freak. I wrote an article about Hey Arnold once. It was good. It was about the, the I think, the Christmas episode? Yeah. Oh. I like that show a lot. That's why. I need to rewatch it as an adult. Mm-hmm. I am not dressing up for Halloween. Uh, I don't I just because I don't have any plans. Yeah. My plans are, that Twin Peaks book is coming out. I'll probably binge read it. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's my Halloween plans. Yeah. I'm... <clears throat> But I have a part. I have pieces of a costume that I'm going to be doing for Magfest in January for My Hero Academia. So I might just combine that with my 9s wig and blindfold and go as 9s in a skirt. Yeah, ah. <laughs> same as Twitter handle, I guess. Well, Twitter name right now because Halloween and all that. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. That's. That's a podcast. We did it. We're gonna do. We're gonna do. We're gonna do plugs. Shannon, where can people find you online? You can find me um, on Twitter at Plenty of Alcoves. You can find me on YouTube if you look up Stretchy Movies, or if you look up So You Want to Be a Film Nerd, or if you go to H Bomber Guy's channel and you watch Scanline. We wrote that together, and I edit it together and stuff. Um, I'm all over the place. Jen. So I'm at JBU3 on Twitter, and uh, I also have two articles on Waypoint and one article on Paste, but most of my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com, where we do podcasts, videos, articles, that sort of thing. And uh, hopefully we'll be starting a new Patreon. We're we're working on... uh, We're working on redoing our patreon in a way so we might start producing some content for backers so if you're interested in that just check out our site and see if you like it alan hi yes what plug (laughs) do the plug um you can find me on twitter at alan ibrahim that's spelled a-l-l-e-n-i-b-r-a-h-i-m where I am continuing my long-running uh, One Piece fan picture thread, which I got into thanks to Shannon. So connections. Uh, it's a great, it's a great story that everyone should read it, with problems. 
so I'm there, uh, and I'm also on another podcast that updates every week. It's called Chats, a television podcast. Uh, it can be found at chatspod.symbolcast.fm or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's about TV. My host is with my friend Magellan, and uh, we're almost done with Avatar. So get on while you can before we start the next show. Because <laughs> who boy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can find us on firesidefriends.net. Uh, we are hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on there, including Abnormal Mapping, uh, which just had their 69th episode. Nice! Congratulations, <laughs> Abnormal Mapping. Uh, and it was released on M's birthday, which is really great. <laughs> um, happy birthday, M. Second after Slog is the Star Trek podcast. They're watching Discovery. You can watch along with them, and it's a lot of fun. That show's really good. Uh, Amory Score, which is the Coheed and Cambria podcast. Uh, that's Jackson and Molly's Coheed and Cambria podcast. It's very silly. Uh, there's the Great Gundam Project, where they watch Gundam on Patreon. You, you, pay, you pay a dollar, you put the dollar in the Patreon, and you get, and Gundam comes out. <laughs> it's like a gotcha. It's like Gundam a gotcha plot machine. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, that's, that's the network. And then you can find me on Twitter, at TogDetective. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Fireside Friends. Uh, until... Ryan just <laughs> yeah. Ryan just disconnected. Oh, I didn't know if it was end. my internet or Ryan's. Oh, Ryan fell out. I heard them oh, cutting no. out a bunch, and then they were gone. Oh. I'm assuming that we... didn't make a problem because I think that. Hmm. We were at the very end, but I guess we should probably just stick around and keep recording, just in case we want to redo the, the very last few seconds. <laughs>